Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium. Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo. And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff. Welcome to The Soul Spot. Hello, friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I really like that pretty necklace on your neck. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) It's a sparkly amethyst Mm -hmm. that I made for you. Yeah, someone wonderful gave this to me. It looks really good. Are you you still wearing skinny jeans and side parts? I am. I haven't changed. It's okay. I still love you. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm wearing a bun and, like, lounge pants still. Right, right. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's, that's accepted. It, right? Yeah. How about you? Are you living your best Gen Z life? Yeah, I'm thinking about, um, like, going like for that mermaid hair. Like, there's a girl that goes that works at the Starbucks I go to, yeah. and her hair has, like, the mermaid colors. Where it's, like, purple, teal, and then light teal. That's really pretty. And honestly, I want it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I could I could get funky with the hair, too. I I'm feel like that. I'm going to turn into, like, that old lady with pink hair. Like, you know the one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. With, like, really bright lipstick. Right. Um, all of a we sudden, love her, though. All of a sudden, I'm in, like, a punk rock band when I'm 70. <laughs> we love her. It's like you, it's true. you like, embrace your Gwen Stefani when you're 70. It's That's true. when you choose to do it. No. Um, I also heard about the Gen Z thing. So it's not just side parts and skinny jeans. It's emojis. Oh, yeah. If you use a crying, laughing emotions, emoji, you are very, very old and cringy. So what are you supposed to use instead? The skull for like... Oh, you do that. I do that. Dead. I've never used Dead. the skull, I don't think. You know what? I've used the skull... Do you skull. remember when I asked you why everybody kept giving me the skull? Yeah. I I mean, I used that before I knew it was cool, but I also simultaneously used the laughing, cry laughing emoji. So, you know, I think they kind of cancel each other out. <laughs> No, you know what? I someone it was like a meme or something that was like, you know what? We can't take we can't take fashion advice from the generation that ate Tide Pods. <laughs> so <laughs> so good. <laughs> Love you, little Gen Zers, but <laughs> we'll be mm. old with our side parts. Even though my hair is still parted in the middle. Yeah, you're still very very cool, <laughs> and mine is currently in a bun. Okay, so. I am so excited about today's episode when you told me this idea because I think it is so freaking powerful. Yes, I know. I'm excited too. Again, another one where I feel like we could just talk all night about. Yes. Um, This is like the topic of conversation with me and my husband so many times, Um, but we're calling this episode the want. Mm-hmm. I feel like we needed like intro music. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, dun, dun. Maybe, maybe, no, I could put something dramatic in like right here. Say it again. The want. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I'm going to like replace that with that. Okay, okay. good. Good, good. <laughs> um, so yes, this all kind of started because a few years ago, we were out having drinks with a good friend of ours who you know very well. And he is this like big thinker, very philosophical. <laughs> she just mouths me the name and I literally have no idea. I like how you thought that would translate on a podcast that you could like stop talking, move away from my violently like 
like lip to <laughs> me like what so you mean okay she wrote it down I know this person okay so you know this person and you know this energy in which yes. it comes from and it's kind of this like vibrant very, very vibrant wonderful big thinker energy yeah. like very creative and he was talking to us about how he went to this like career coach or something and that and anyways his whole his whole like statement argument that evening was you do what you want mm-hmm. and my husband who's a six and an, an incredibly loyal enneagram like, six and enneagram six he's like a very loyal um like sacrificial type of person um was i think put off by that like you can't just do what you want to do in life like there is responsibility there is sacrifice and I took it from like the very philosophical standpoint of like, no, he's just stating the human condition that you do what you want to do. Oh, I love this already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it was really like, so we've always kind of gone back and forth and, and it was, it's funny, this happened years ago, but it wasn't until a few weeks ago that we talked about it again. And I think about that all the time. I think about that statement all the time. And so we started talking about it again and, um, and so we brought it up and I had time and space to explain to Dave, like how I thought that meant. And he understood it after that. It was like, okay, got it. But there is, so we started talking about the want. Cause I was like, this is very much like manifesting you in any given moment, do what you want to do. Now it may not be fun and it may not feel like what you want to do, but you're choosing to do it because you want to do it. And that everything at that point then becomes a choice, Mm -hmm. right? And the choice, for example, of me, um, right? Like uh, this is like a dumb example, but me taking a bath or me tending to my children, Mm -hmm. what do I want to do? Okay. I think I want to take a bath because that sounds like dreamy and relaxing. So I'm going to start to take the bath. And then my children start acting up, and I put the bath on hold. Is it because I don't want to take the bath? No, it's because my want to shut my kids up is more is higher than my want to take the bath. Mm-hmm. Or my want to be a better mom mm-hmm. is more important than my want for the bath. Or my, But it's still coming from that same place of that's my want in that moment. So on an even bigger scale, an example could be like, you know, you hear the person talking about, oh, gosh, I just wish I could go, you know, I've always wanted to get my real estate license and it's just too late. I missed that boat, blah, blah, blah. And now I don't have the time now, this and that. And then you look at the other person who goes and takes night classes and who, you know, every, you know, all their free time they go and they hammer that out and they get their license, even though it wasn't ideal. That's the want versus the passive. uh, It's just, you know, I wish I could, but so I think we do a lot of that, especially, you know, the older we get, we do a lot of that kind of like external external blame, I guess. Right. Right. Where it's like we make excuses for ourselves, but also our circumstance. It becomes like this victim me like, oh, I wish I could. But but it's like, and, and, you know, there are things that are valid. But a lot of times it's like, but do you wish you could? 
Well, here's where it's do, so oh, do interesting. You want, do you want to? <laughs> do you want it? So what's so interesting is I always say this to my clients, and I'm saying this to Dave, is that like whatever you want, go all in. Mm-hmm. You have to go all in with it. And that means all of your energy, all of your heart's fire, you're going into this want for it to manifest. Now, if you have not, if you want to be a real estate agent, okay, this is your, this is a great example. I want to be a real estate agent. She's a little late in life. I kind of started this other career. I don't really have the time. I don't have the money. So to me, like if we were doing a reading, it would be, what is the fear? Because you're not all into this want because there's some fear holding you back. So this has not, this is where we get like super crazy here. Mm -hmm. That's the want to want to get your real estate license. Right. You want to want to get it, but you don't actually want it. Right. Just like I want to want to be a runner, but I don't actually want to be a runner. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, like that sounds really ideal. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, But yeah, there's, there's that want to want to, right? Like I want to want to be a runner. I want to want to quit smoking. I want to want to quit drinking, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, there's that I want to want to get my real estate license. Um, I want to want to move to Tennessee. And you ne- you haven't because you haven't really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So why haven't you wanted to? And that's usually fear-based. Lots of that is fear-based. It's like, but what's interesting about the real estate example is to change that want to want to into a want is very fearful in a lot of ways, because when people have a dream that is far away, um, it gives them an excuse to not have a happy life, right? It's like, I'm not, that's my, that's my reason of why I can't get it. Now, if that's attainable and I'm still not happy, right? Then what? Then what? Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes nice to keep these dreams at arm's length mm-hmm. for people to protect their ego and to protect, and it's human nature. There's no judgment in that. Like we all do it, but it's like, it's like, I want to keep this dream at arm's length and never quite really reach for it. Um, because I don't know what that possibility would look like. Do you and know the, what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And then I think there's also something, there's like a feel, fear of failure. And then there is a circle of hope and feel me on this. And I, I do this a lot. So this is where I'm coming from a personal standpoint, but it's like, I will work on a lot of businesses or passion projects that never quite launch because in my mind, they're not perfect enough or they're not ready yet. Or if this isn't good enough and I need to find the right supplier for this or that and X, Y, Z, a million different things. Right. But that buys me time what working on these weird details or perfecting something that might not ever be perfect, yeah. it buys me time to not fail. A, yes. And B, it keeps the circle of hope alive. So as long as I'm not failing, there's hope that someday this will be great. But yes. it's like if you never take the step to just step into it and, you know, F up and learn uh, the hard way, right? And just jump into it, then you're never really doing it fully. Right. And it's a shame. And I've done this a lot. 
But um, that is what you just described is the epitome of self sabotage. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> Yay for me. <laughs> congratulations. You no, but that's what I see all the time with people is that they, they stop their dreams from happening and that pattern because they are because of the fear of failing, because the fear that that dream is no longer a dream, it is now a failure or it is now a reality in which they didn't want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like th- to keep that hope alive is such a great point. And it's interesting. I, I wonder if this, if I, I, don't, I don't know if this is sidestepping too much, but have you seen the SNL where it's like the Zillow porn? No. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, it's it's starring um, David from Schitt's Creek. I it's, love him. It says Dan Levy. So he's the guest. Yeah. And it's like, and, and any like 30-something can relate. It's like, it, it kind of, the skit kind of starts off as like you think it's going to be some like, you know, sex hotline or something but yeah. really it's like Zillow it's like people like in <laughs> so their good. silk robes looking at Zillow they're like oh like this colonial with like original you know moldings and everyone's just looking at Zillow it's so okay good. and it's so like so That's good perfect it's so relatable uh-huh. like everyone who's seen it is like oh I, I feel so seen this uh-huh. is so good but um I think a lot of times we do this I mean I look at Zillow all the time and it's I think it's because there is this idea that it's oh it's not being in the present moment first mm-hmm. of all okay there's it's it's okay if you're house hunting that's one thing but it's like to constantly be looking for the next best thing do you really want the next best thing or are you just trying to like search for like something else so you can avoid like the want that's in front of you. Right. I don't know. Does that right. make any sense? Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to like the distraction and the escapism in a lot of ways. But I also think that it goes back to the fact that um, we have such a limited belief system in ourselves. And we do believe that there's um, such a strong reality and a limited reality of what we can achieve and I don't make this much money. I could never have that. Um, I am too old to start this. I have too much baggage to do that. I have too many kids to do this. Whatever these excuses are, and we are so boxed in by that. And so the idea of this conversation of the want is to know that you actually aren't. You are just boxed in with what you are choosing to be your wants. Mm -hmm. And so to go from... I want, I want to have, I want to have a job. I want to have a full-time job. Okay. To, I want to have a full-time job that I love. That's going to build a career, like level up every single time you have a want and you're going to choose that. And you can choose that and make that your reality, which is what like is so amazing about it. But to go back to like that human condition of, Really doing what you want all the time. So there's so many layers to this. I still have so so much. I know. This is like. like, I know. I can unfold this all night. Yeah. But, um, okay. So I think that we as a society, especially as women, I always love to say that, but it's true. Yeah. um, Because we love to play second fiddle to ourselves. Yep. So I think there's a lot of times we tell ourselves we want something. Yep. And like you said, the want to want, but like, you know, we always tell ourselves these lies of things we want that are not really things that we want. Right. And getting to your truth 
<laughs> that's half of that's half of the work right there. That is more than half. You hit the nail on the head. Exactly. You know? Because that is the work that we have to do in the spiritual sense too yeah. of doing the work to say what is it that we want. And and yes, 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 I'm so happy you brought that up because it is the hardest part of it. And that's when we talked about manifesting so much of the time is like, what is it that you want to see happen? Mm -hmm. And you can't tell me. And so I can't help you manifest it because you haven't come up with any kind of imaginative place to go to any kind of version of your world that would make you happy. And yes, you need to identify that. And, uh, you know, again, the reason I say, especially as women is because a lot of times, especially once we step into motherhood, we assume these kind of backseat roles, even if you're the one also working full time with your husband, you become the um, default parent, right? You become the person that's in charge of so many things that you accept kind of like a second place to your wants. Yes. You know what I mean? So I feel like... But, but here's, here's what's interesting, though, is that this is where the healing happens, and this is where the self-discovery happens, is that you do what you want. Mm-hmm. So why do, you, why do you want to be second? Because mm-hmm. that's a choice. Right. And so I want to be second because I actually feel... Triggered. <laughs> Not, I'm not calling you out. <laughs> no, you're no, you're not calling me out at all. It, you literally, like, literally triggered, and in a good way because, like I said in a couple episodes ago, it's like learn your triggers and see them as divine signs of where you need to be healed. Right, and you're so right. And it's like, don't make excuses for yourself, and don't let other people control the narrative. Because at any given moment, you're doing what you want. Yeah. And so you have to really dive in deep and be like, why do I want this? Right. Like, why do I want to sacrifice my bath for my kids? Why do I want to work full time and be a mom? Why do I want to not work and be a Mm stay-at-home mom? Why do I want to drive this car? Why do I want to live in this house? And you have to understand why at any given moment you're doing that because you are doing what you want. And a lot of people can disagree with that. But I think if you dive deep enough into like this spiritual work and this like inside job work, you will realize this is a truth, right? Right. That we do what we want. The people who are workaholics who are working till 10 p.m. at night, right? Or even 8 p.m. at night with a family, you are wanting to work. Why do you want to work so much? What are you avoiding at home? Mm -hmm. What are you avoiding in your personal life? Why do you want to work that much? I mean, this applies to so many things. Right. Even with diet and things that we put in our bodies, I'm thinking about like you make these decisions like, you know, let's say you're on a kick where you've got yourself dialed in, you know what to eat that makes you feel good. You're on a plan of like taking care of your body. Okay. Right. And then... You fall off the wagon and I'm not, and this has nothing to do with like weight loss or anything like that, but this is about like, you feel like shit now. Mm -hmm. Right. But like you, that is, it's always a choice. 
It's always, always a choice. And there's always like when we do things that aren't healthy for us, and food's just an example. It could it could be it's so, a great example. It though. could be so many things though, sleep, all these things. But right? it's a great example. Why did you choose to eat that? Why did you want that? And it's like I wanted that because I was kind of having a bad day. Yeah. There's always an emotional component component. Or there's this feeling like Oh, that was working out too well. Like I don't, I don't deserve. I'm not the person that's that healthy, or I don't deserve to feel mm. that good. You know, I, I want think- to want to be the healthy person, right? Right, but I'm going. To, yeah, I'm going a little different direction. I'm thinking more of the way. I'm thinking more in the way of like, um. <sighs> Feel me on this, <laughs> okay? Well, I think I get what you're saying. This is more. This is more. Se- this is more self sabotagey. This is more like I think for people, myself included, when we are doing well mm-hmm. and then we reach a full stop and mm-hmm. we f up, okay? And then there be there be there comes this like self sabotaging mentality where it's like, well, I don't deserve this. And it's not something we do consciously. Sure. But it's like, you know, um, we just get into like that Eeyore mentality of like, we stop trying a little bit for a while. Right. You know, it's like, I think everybody goes through phases of being, besides you, because you're a weird Enneagram 3 and you're like super hyped up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You're like so motivated. But I think it's pretty normal for humans to be like very motivated and then kind of... I have it too, like so much. Then you just kind of, you punch the brakes. And it's not like you give up on life, but you give up on like a handful of things, right? I am balls to the wall and then I retreat. Thank you. And I, and I, I have that too. So, um, I don't know what that is. It could, it could also just be being burnt out, but I'm, but to get back to the want, yeah. I think for me, sometimes there's an element of like, it's like the discouraging feeling that like I'm on too much of a kick. I don't even know how, how to explain it. I feel mm. like I'm talking in circles. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. I really do. Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. I would just make the argument that it still goes back to the want. Okay. Because it still is, I want to want to be healthy. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. And I still think it goes back to that feeling of like, but I'm not that person. Right. right? Like, I want to want to live in a mansion. I want to want to have a private jet. I, mean, I want. I, I love cheeses. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, like, let's just say Listen, that. I can just eat so healthy for, like, weeks. And then, like, my drug of choice is a box of Cheez-Its. They're so damn good. They're so salty and perfect and delicious. They're delicious with a perfect crunch. A perfect salt. They're amazing. Sorry. Shout so, out to Cheez-Its. So here's the deal. <laughs> In that moment, I want Cheez-Its more than I want health. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's the choice. That's the choice. And you know what? We we were talking about this earlier, but um, if you had come to me a few weeks ago Uh and said, um, you know, do you want to do this boring thing for me where you pay someone to um, go running? I would be like, no, I don't. And that's expensive and I can't afford that. And you're like, but do you want to come on vacation with me? And I'm like, yes. Right. Which may or may not have happened. I do. (laughs) And I definitely have money for vacation. (laughs) 
But those are our choices, right? Because that's what you want. And for something like that, for someone like me, it's a no-brainer. Right, 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 right. (laughs) There's no second thought. Like, sometimes you really just know what you want. And I mean, that's a silly example, but that's a really good example. Because but here's, here, yes, there's no part of my body that feels bad about spending money on a vacation because that is a real want for me. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think when you know a real want, you feel it. Yes. That's exactly it. And the practice of this, like kind of bringing it back to the spirituality thing, is every day checking in to see what it is that you want. I do this fun self-sabotage game every so often with myself, and I encourage all of you to do it as well, um, where I look at moving out of state. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a big one. Yeah. I think my, a, lot, a lot of people did it this last year. I mean, a lot of people did it, but I do this like, you know, I'm like always on a walk yeah, 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 yeah. thing. And my family lives in Tennessee, so I'm constantly like, you know, oh my God, the amount of house we could get in Tennessee versus here in California. It's a no-brainer, all this stuff. And so I go down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, I want to want to move to Tennessee. Like everything in me on paper makes so much sense, right? Perfect. And then I go down the rabbit hole of, I want to want to move to Tennessee. And then I look at everything. Like I look at the houses and some of them honestly are like not in like not ones that I would want. And none of them really stand out as like amazing. And then I look at all these different things, not to badmouth Nashville. It's amazing. But to my core of what I want is right here. It's, it's, it's the, Life's, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to go on, but it's everything that's home to you here is home to you here. You love it here. Yeah. And truthfully. <laughs> truthfully love it here. Yeah. I truthfully love it here. And so it's like, I want to want to move there because it would save me a lot of money. Right. I'd be closer to family. Right. But it doesn't feel right. It's not right. what I actually want. Right. And I do this with, but I encourage everyone to go down the rabbit hole because then you start noticing And it's almost off the table then, right? It's almost like, okay, we don't need to worry about that. We don't need to put energy into that. Jobs, for example. This is another huge one that clients come to me with is um, a job for higher money Mm -hmm. or um, whatever it is, like a job that they want to change to. And it's like, why aren't you working that job for higher Mm -hmm. money? And it's like, because they want to want higher money, Mm -hmm. but they actually don't want, they, they want more they don't want what that means necessarily, <laughs> right. like, which could probably be longer hours, time away from your family, yes. more travel, um, maybe a department that's not, you know, as pleasant. Right. Like the reality of things is oftentimes very different from the fantasy of them. So you want the quality of life, right. which is why you're working this job. Right. So can we just let that go? Right. And can we just also, like, can we just embrace what we want and like not be so shameful about it or so... well? And then it also puts you in, it, it puts you in the perspective to be able to like count your current blessings, right? So it's like a perfect example is like with my husband's job. Like we've always lived really close to his job, which makes our lifestyles so convenient and mm-hmm. easy. And there's such a luxury in that that like we really like don't want to sacrifice because the reality we always think outside, even if we lived, you know, that much farther away, that much farther away, mm-hmm. it does kind of shift your lifestyle. Right. You know what I mean? So 
when, when you step into like, even that's a small example, but it's a good one because, you know, there's, there might be other, th- you know, there might be other appeals to like move somewhere else or this or that. But it's like when you look at things where your life, it, when you can focus on and highlight the qualities of your life that make it good, um, it does make you not want to kind of, you know, always be looking further. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, I got it. Yeah. Like I, and another one, which is a big one and it's kind of controversial, but there's a lot of women who come to me who want to become mothers, but they want to want to become mothers. I like this one, you know, cause I think that up until recently in our society, I think that there was, there's more narrative around it now, but I think there was a huge like element of shaming women who didn't want to be mothers, Totally, which is like so gross and weird. Totally. And the way we talk to women, like what's wrong with you? Like, like did it? And it's like the constant hounding of a woman who doesn't want to have children. I mean, that's okay. Like you can still have an amazing life without having children. Look at Oprah. Right. <laughs> We're all, we're all her children. (laughs) No, but really it's like, um, I love that one because I think that it's real. What you're hitting on right now is like having the bravery to, to stand up for what, to be true to what you want. And that's a hard one especially for women. I don't even know where you're going to go with that, but I had something to say. So I just want to No, I love it. And, and I think that it is the idea of take the children example of when people come to me and it's like, well, I really want, like I wanted to have kids. It's like, but it didn't happen. So you didn't really want it. Why didn't you really want it? And without judgment, yeah, but own that want and let go of the guilt of something else, but recognize it, spend yeah. time with yourself to recognize it mm-hmm. because we are so sold to this narrative as women that we have children, right? You grow up and get married and you have kids, whatever it is. And this could apply to men too, with their different, like you have a job and you provide for your family and you are the breadwinner. And it's like, why don't you want that? Because it didn't happen. So you didn't want it for some reason. Let's diagnose this because you have the power within you And it's because they wanted a career or they were too afraid to sacrifice their relationship for children. Like there's always something that blocked them from it. And it's like, that's fine. Let's send love there. Okay. And what would you say about somebody who, let's say this is a good example with the children and let's focus on the men for a minute. What would you say about somebody who had a really true want, like the man who's focused on his career and then, like, th- that want changes, you know? Like, George Clooney style, that want changes. Yeah. And obviously, this could be with any example, but since we're on this, it's a good one. Yeah. So, like, shifting that within yourself. The want is always changing. The want is always changing, right? Because it just is depends constant. on where you're at in your life. Yes. So it's just about being true to yourself. Yes. Yeah. And the, and I also think that there's some, some cool like self-realizations that can take place where it's like, I think people do get in patterns of being a workaholic, for example. And it's like, well, you need to be, you want to be with your family, but you're working all these crazy hours. It's such a common one with men. Right. And, um, 
and now more and more women. And it's like, so let's go there. Why, why don't you want to be home? Why do you want to be at work more than you want to be home? And then that's like a whole explosion of emotion, right? Of like, well, I have been, I am scared. I can't support them. I'm scared. I can't do what I don't know my role in the house anymore. Cause I've been at home so much. So it's kind of an avoidance. So it all boils down to that want. And I think that recognizing it's a good exercise to recognize what that true want is in any given moment. Cause it can shift and you can get an unhealthy, you can change unhealthy patterns to healthy patterns by just recognizing that want. I love this episode and this topic because I feel like it's very motivating. It's very motivating for me and I hope it's motivating for you guys listening because there's a lot of things we talk about that like are really internal and this I feel like is kind of powerful. Right. I mean, it's internal also, but like, you know what I mean? I feel like just the verbiage of the, I, the want, I really like it. I'm going to give you another dumb example, okay. and I know you're, like, wrapping up. and No, I love coming, it. But like, I love all these examples. This is, like, such a dumb one, but I use okay. it all the time during my readings. Um, so if you're my client, you probably have heard this from me. But when we go out to dinner and we look at the menu and we're scanning it, we have a tendency to say, what is appropriate for me to order off this menu? What is the appropriate thing for me to have? I'm in a group of, like, six other women what are you getting? Did you know one time I ordered... Um, <laughs> I was there. Wasn't I there? What, what do you think I'm going to say? The meatloaf. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I love you for this so much. Okay, a group of us girls were going out to the Cheesecake Factory for dessert. I was in the mood for meatloaf. <laughs> Listen. She wanted meatloaf. Listen, that is knowing what you want. The best. Um, You are a rarity, my dear, because the majority of the time, what will happen is you go out to dinner, even if it's just with a group of girlfriends, and you all look at the menu and they look at themselves, that external temperature read of what's appropriate, what do they want, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What are you getting? What are you going to get? What are you going to get? And it's fun and all. But it represents so much more about, like, the human condition. Right. And so in that, I may want the meatloaf, but I will get the salad. So what is my want? I mean, I wouldn't really, but, like, you know what I mean? Right. But what would my want be then? My want in that moment is not to love myself and, and get the meatloaf. My want is to be socially accepted. Right. That's the want in that situation. Right. So there's always, you're always doing what you want, but the want changes. So it's like, so like the message is always order the meat, <laughs> get the damn meatloaf. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love it. Um, we're going to have to post that, uh, that notebook meme again. What do you, what is it that you want? Right. Yes, <laughs> totally. Um, I love this episode. I'm going to say it again. So you guys, Thank you for listening. Are we are we wrapped up on all this want? I think so. Okay. I want to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want you to want to end it. Um you guys, um once again, we are on Patreon Yay! and it is so wonderful. Please It has been so much fun, you guys. I love it so much. It's like my favorite. So we have monthly Zoom calls. We have three different levels. All the details are 
on our Patreon page, which you can access by clicking the link on Instagram at the.soul.spot. I love you for saying it for me now. You are so welcome. (laughs) And you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's my name, at Nadia Thorman. We love you guys so much. Bye. Bye.